Good morning from the Protoss Newsroom. The date today is Thursday, the 10th of December, and you're listening to the Protoss Daily. These are the main headlines this morning. Fidelity to hold Bitcoin as collateral for cash loans. Privacy wallets are attracting record volumes of illicit crypto. And France is forcing the industry to collect user IDs. At the present time, Bitcoin is trading at around $18,200, having traded even over the past day. Of the top 20 cryptos, Stellar has performed the best, up 5% on yesterday. In yet another sign of Bitcoin's institutionalization, Wall Street's fidelity will soon allow Bitcoin to be used as collateral against cash loans. Fidelity says the move is geared towards hedge funds, crypto mining operations and over-the-counter trading desks, with the company's digital assets arm handling the Bitcoin-backed lending scheme. Last year, the company launched a separate Bitcoin custody service, which stores large amounts of crypto so big players don't have to worry about securing their Bitcoin by themselves. To get a loan, Fidelity customers will need an account with fledgling blockchain startup BlockFi, and any cash offered will only amount to 60% of the Bitcoin held as collateral. Speaking about the partnership, Fidelity Digital Assets President Tom Jessup said, Holding Bitcoin to back loans is a foundational capability. We want to develop a world-class brokerage capability for assets of all types. A UK-based blockchain analytics firm has warned that so-called privacy wallets are increasingly being used by criminals to launder crypto money. In a report published this week, Elliptic estimates that more than 13% of proceeds from crime involving Bitcoin are now being transferred through such wallets, a massive increase from just 2% in 2019. If accurate, this means around $160 million worth of illicit Bitcoin was washed via privacy wallets this year. Privacy wallets can help users avoid many of the risks that come with centralised crypto services by jumbling up ingoing and outgoing crypto. And, as you can imagine, this may well appeal to those who may wish to make their illegal dealings less than crystal clear. A recent example of this kind of illicit activity came this summer when a number of prominent Twitter accounts were hacked and used to promote a scam that raised $120,000 in various cryptocurrencies. Much of this money was laundered through an open-source Wasabi wallet. The same thing is said to have happened following the September KuCoin exchange heist, where $280 million in crypto was stolen. France is forcing all crypto companies operating locally to collect the identities of their users as part of its response to a series of terrorist attacks this year. The new mandate, which is immediately enforceable, will see anonymous cryptocurrency accounts banned and demands anyone sending crypto to go through strict know-your-customer processes beforehand, including crypto-to-fiat transactions, and regardless of the amount. The current rules only apply to crypto-to-fiat transactions above €1,000. A government press release pointed to a recent string of arrests, which uncovered instances of terrorist financing via crypto and branded the forced identity checks a national security measure. 
France also says it will demand an eventual overhaul to the European anti-money laundering supervision system. It is yet unclear what, if any, impact the new regulation will have on French-based companies, such as one of the biggest cold wallet manufacturers, Ledger. So far, it seems these rules apply only to centralised exchanges, with no mention of peer-to-peer transactions. Remember folks, not your keys, not your crypto. 28-year-old Amir Bruno Elmani, aka Bruno Block, has been arrested on charges related to his role in the now-defunct Ethereum token, Pearl. It's alleged that Elmani neglected to list earnings made from Oyster Protocol's token sale in the lead-up to 2017's Cryptomania, which raised 300 Ethereum, then worth about $90,000, but valued at nearly $170,000 today. Oyster Protocol pitched itself as a blockchain-powered platform for monetizing website traffic powered by its native crypto, Pearl. The token, worth just a few cents before its ICO, traded as high as $4 in the months following Elmani's sale, before tanking 98% in the lead-up to Elmani's alleged fraud. It's also claimed that he sold more of his Pearl tokens via a secondary market, and further benefited by exploiting his own smart contract print and sold even more Pearl tokens, killing the project in the process in what's been labelled a $300,000 exit scam. Pearl is now globally delisted, worth absolutely naught. Elmani's scheme was rumbled when the Justice Department noticed he'd spent more than $10 million on yachts on which he'd kept safes full of gold bars, $1.5 million at a carbon fibre composite company and over $1 million on homes and home improvements in 2018. However, he hadn't filed a 2018 return after and only reported a self-employment income of $15 the previous year. Since Oyster Protocol ran on the Ethereum blockchain, investigators were able to track the movement of tokens through a foreign-based exchange, likely KuCoin, eventually leading them to uncover the alleged fraud. Elmani is charged with two counts of tax evasion, each of which carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison. Shares in crypto-focused investment bank Silvergate Capital tanked 10% after one of its board members dumped millions in stock. Security Exchange Commission documents show Thomas Dirk, who's registered as a 10% owner of Silvergate, sold around $2.5 million in company shares as its stock traded at record highs earlier this week. Since October, Silvergate's share price has rocketed as much as 210% after trading evenly for most of the year, and now sits roughly 12% below its all-time up. Silvergate, a small-cap stock worth around $700 million, offers big players in crypto, like Coinbase and Kraken, a safe house for their US dollars. It's been around since 2014, and went public via a $40 million IPO last September, and rather than handle Bitcoin directly, makes most of its money from the fees associated with hoarding the crypto industry's cash. In fact, 95% of its deposits are crypto-related, with Silvergate servicing stablecoin issuers and large mining operations, as well as exchanges. 
But while its share price tanking looks bad, its revenues are looking particularly healthy thanks to a recent wave in crypto adoption. In the third quarter of this year, Silvergate's average new institutional client brought on board $9 million, versus an average of $1 million from its existing client base. Silvergate stock recovered slightly during this morning's pre-market trade. Hollywood is set to release a movie based on seminal Bitcoin-powered darknet marketplace Silk Road and its jailed founder, Ross Ulbrich. The Lionsgate film, titled Silk Road, will debut on February the 19th, both in theatres and online, and is said to revolve around Ulbrich's arrest in 2013. In total, US Feds estimate Ulbrich's Silk Road facilitated around $1.2 billion in drug-related transactions. Ulbrich is currently serving a double life sentence, without parole, in federal prison, having been found guilty of computer hacking, conspiracy to traffic narcotics, and money laundering. Silk Road comes two years after the release of Crypto, starring Luke Hemsworth and Kurt Russell, which detailed the efforts of a money laundering cop tasked with uncovering a Bitcoin conspiracy propagated by Russian gangsters. Jurassic World star Nick Robinson will play Ulbrich in the new film, alongside Richard Jewell's Paul Walter Hauser. Thank you for listening. To stay up to date with the latest from the world of crypto, make sure you subscribe to the Protoss Daily on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all other major podcast providers.